0: Hello and welcome. I'm Richard from the podcast, and this is episode 195 of the Vegraha podcast, which is my podcast dedicated to growing my own food in my garden and allotment. Today, I'm going to be talking about how I grow mint over winter, which is very, very easy and I highly recommend anyone to do it. Before that, we will have what the Garden Days Canada suggests to do and what the diary where I discuss what I've done over this last week. So yeah, I've not got really much more to add to that. Let's just get on with the show. Well, today is Tuesday the 13th of November 2018. And I popped down the allotment after work this evening just to do a bit of weeding and spreading a bit of compost. Nothing too taxing, to be honest. Just, uh, well, getting ready for this inspection next week, which... I'm pretty certain I'm going to fly through. But anyway, I've had some bad news today. The council has decided to ban barbecues and outdoor cooking equipment from the allotment. Absolutely gutted news about that really for me. I really enjoy barbecuing at the best of times and while I was on the allotment I could spend a few hours down the allotment so having some lunch just kind of cook up while I'm working was really really good gave me something to look forward to that smell just smelled good and it motivated me and it gave me some good content for the videos which actually proved very very popular but now I can't barbecue on the allotment I'm having to rethink how to do this and while I can still barbecue at home And that's where I've moved my smoker barbecue to that I would use. Now, at home, I've got my big barbecue grill as well as several other barbecues that I can use. So I'm not short of barbecues to say the least. But how can I tie this in with the video content and stuff? Well, my thinking is I harvest food from the allotment and my vegetable patch at home and then cook it on the barbecue. That's where I'm going with this. Uh, If anybody has any recipes and ideas to use... Please get in touch. You can email me Richard at VegGrow Podcast. Yeah, I'm not happy, but I can't do anything about it, I've just got to suck it up. Well today's Saturday the seventeenth of November and I've spent all day down the allotment. Now I started today by emptying my compost bin and just spreading that compost that came out of that over any beds that were empty as a as a mulch and a soil conditioner. Now I spoke about composts last week, so I don't need to go too much into that. But this was also to tie up that whole compost area because, uh, well, the one bin that I had that was filling, it was over full. So now I've emptied the compost out of the that, that compost bin. I've now filled it up again with what was in the other compost bin. Um, but I've also emptied my cone composters, my, especially my large one. Now these cone composters, they are plastic cones that you fill with garden waste from the top and the worms and everything just work from the bottom there's no way to empty them if you use them correctly they are meant to be sunk into the ground but anyway I've emptied the large one and I've moved that onto the large bed and this also meant that I could empty one of my smaller ones to take home with me now this smaller one is going home to go in my greenhouse to do the composting in there that I spoke of last week as a way to heat the greenhouse but more than that in the future so after the composting I then collected (laughs) more and more weeds clearing out more and more weeds this couch grass is a nightmare it seems to be taking up the bulk of my time and I'm trying to hoe it out and pull it out where I can I'm wondering if no dig gardening is actually going to combat couch grass like it's meant to but so far I don't think it is everything else is fine it's just this damn couch grass and wherever I've cleared it out from two weeks ago for example it's grown back but anyway as I'm pulling it out I'm hoping it will empty up the bed so I can keep the hoe running through and cover with compost and manure as a mulch after that I turned my attention to some areas that were a bit untidy this is kind of areas where I store canes and glass windows and things like that ready for the winter and they just needed tidying up, so I've just basically moved them into the shed so they're out of sight. Uh, hopefully that will be enough to keep the allotment inspection happy. But more on that in the future. But yes, yeah, so that was all day on the allotment, and that is kind of wrapping it up for today. Today's the Monday the 19th, the potato podcast comes out. And I managed to finish work early today, so I let the chickens out to rummage around the garden. After that I then fired up my barbecue and I've cooked up some potatoes in a bit of olive oil, in tinfoil and some herbs and a bit of cheese and corned beef. It's like a corned beef hash type thing. And cooked out on the barbecue and that's for this week's video. While I was cooking I set up my granddad's cloches because I wanted to see if I could get them together. And these are basically aluminium U-struts with clear corrugated plastic that sits inside to create a U shape and that in theory should keep plants warmer over the winter. Now, I've had these for a few weeks but I've not actually played around with them much. I've just looked at them and figured they were going to be easy to set up but I thought I'd try it today. And well they're not as easy as I first thought they were gonna be. Unfortunately because my granddad's not around to ask how he would set them up, I can't ask him but well I've played around with them. I think I've got them set up and you can see that in tomorrow's video which will be out i've also released well last week's video i put on facebook today because i've had a lot of trouble but i also released a weekly harvest report today you will notice i didn't do anything on sunday because i had a day off but the weekly harvest report went out today uh, eggs were obviously in there eggs seem to be uh pretty common now There was also jerusalem artichokes potatoes and okka which is the first time we've had jerusalem artichokes and okka for the artichokes i used last wednesday on the the live show at the vobes and that went down quite well the yocca and the kind of harvested accidentally and i'm not quite sure how to use them yet they're a bit of a faff i've found they've got a lemony flavor and they're quite tasty but they are a bit of a flat faff so yes that is kind of bringing this week's diary up to the date i'm going to look at the calendar next and um yeah let's have a look and see what that says So on the calendar this week it reads continue the autumn clear up and ensure lawns and ponds are free of fallen leaves. Plant out winter bedding and tulip bulbs for next year's spring display. Raise containers onto pot feet to prevent them from becoming waterlogged and insulate them to prevent the risk of frost damage. Well I have to admit the insulating pots I don't actually do. I'm pretty mild where I am in terms of weather. Uh, So it's not something I really need to do. But if I had to, I would probably use bubble wrap because I get so much of it. But other things to use would be hessian sacks or something like that. But yeah, apart from that, I've got nothing else to really add to the calendar. So I'm going to get on to this week's main topic. I thought I would share with you all how I grow mint throughout the winter. As this is a task that I will be carrying out over this weekend. Mint is very, very easy to grow. And I'm sure most gardeners will have a pot of mint somewhere in the garden. Mint is always grown in pots because it's so invasive. If it's in the ground, it will grow and take over the area. A lot like the couch grass that I have on the allotment. in the past i've grown mint in standard garden pots and what i would do with those is come this time of year i'll just pull out the root mass the root ball from the pot and then this root ball i would cut in half with a, a spade or a knife or something i could just slide through the mass of roots and the compost each half i would then pot up into their own individual pots And one of these pots would come inside into the kitchen and sit on the windowsill where it would, well in a couple of weeks it would start to shoot and grow some mint. In recent years however, I now grow mint in a Belfast sink. This sits just outside my kitchen window. It's very, very large and it's very, very heavy. Which is why I don't think I could even try pulling out the root mass it's just too big it's just too heavy and I don't want to damage the Belfast sink either they're worth quite a bit of money so instead what I do is I just get my trowel and I just dig out areas of compost this compost I then just put into a pot and pot up chances are it is going to have roots in it so there's a very good chance more mint will grow there are several advantages to this and the first advantage of course is that I get fresh mint throughout the winter and that's used in the kitchen in a great many of dishes uh, mint sauce for one uh, in with the peas on christmas day absolutely lovely but the second advantage and this is particularly prevalent in the sink is that because i'm removing some of the old compost and roots that area is then getting filled up with fresh compost and that's obviously allowing more nutrients fresh nutrients for the mint to grow but it's also allowing more space for the roots to grow and search out, preventing the mint itself from b- becoming root bound and pot bound. Now you may be wondering why I don't just save the same pot each year and bring that one pot inside to grow over the winter. And that's <laughs> it's a very good thought, and I've tried this in the past. But what I found is that the mint didn't really seem to grow in the second year that well. It, it I felt like the mint just needed a relax bit of a, a hibernation a bit of a rest so yeah I mean it's possible perhaps to have three pots one comes in over the winter two outside and then you alternate in alternative years Um that might do it I've never tried that but it's certainly something to think about now if you've got some mint and you want to give this a try please go ahead and tell me how you get on with it I'd be really interested to know come uh, springtime oh my mint just goes back outside grow throughout the year now looking after mint is so easy it needs a fair amount of water apart from that it doesn't really need much more if you want good mint lots of water and the occasional feed of a, a nettle feed can work quite well if you're making your own feed I wouldn't go for a tomato feed because you don't want it to flower but you're looking more for a a feed that can be dedicated to herbs or a general fertiliser will work. Chicken manure is also quite good provides many of the nutrients it may well need. Really mint is so easy that I don't have to say too much more about how to grow it. Like I say, I expect you were probably growing it anyway so um, yeah let me know how you get on. Well, this has been a very short podcast this week, I'm afraid to say, as I'm going to start wrapping up soon. Uh, Not a huge amount going on, I'm afraid, partly because of this horrible weed notice. Now, I said when I got the weed notice, I wasn't that worried, but that does mean I've had to buckle down. And I'm fairly certain I'll be okay. but I haven't planted anything on the allotment or done anything that costs money just in case they turn around and say you've got to get off it's unlikely i know and if it does happen i'll be very very surprised and will be complaining a lot at the same time it is a possibility so i've not really done a huge amount on the allotment at home there's not a huge amount going on either but hey that's this time of year if i hear nothing this week i will be cracking on and getting a lot of jobs done over the next few weeks Talking of course over the next few weeks Sunday I'm at the Ideal Home Show I spoke of last week from uh, the Skinny Jean Gardener podcast. In a couple of weeks I am meeting a young lady called Annabelle who runs Life at Number 27 which is a, a blog. i very excited to see Annabelle again I've been following her for quite a while. Uh, she's an absolutely lovely girl and very very passionate gardener so if you investigate a blog and you've got any questions you would like me to ask her, then please let me know. Um, when am I going now? I'm going out at the beginning of this December, so got a couple of weeks anyway. Get those questions in, and that'll be great. So all I've got to do next is announce the winner of this week's competition. Now, each week I run a competition where anybody who posts in the forum group, the Facebook group, emails me, comments on the blog post comments on the facebook page uh instagram if you've sent me a message via instagram anything like that you'll win a pack of seeds and this week it goes to helen nettles on instagram who's a a very loyal and fascinating person actually um hopefully in the future i'll be able to meet up with her and on her small holding so yeah the seeds are on the way to you um i'm sending you cape gooseberries because you've shown an interest in those so well done and of course if anybody else wants to enter that's all you have to do is just comment on the blog post or anything like that and uh, your name will be entered into the hat all from the last few weeks I'm a bit behind in sending the previous winners out I do apologise I'm playing catch up at the moment with so many things but all these seeds will be going out tomorrow I've packaged them and addressed them So if you wait for yours, you will be getting them over the next few days. So that's it for this week. I'm finally wrapping up. Please take care and I'll see you again next time.